a reverence and a holy awe of new Torah, the teaching of Jesus Christ. Coming into actual maturity now of the Red Letter Ministry. Jesus. As it's written in Psalms, a whole new world, shining, shimmering, splendid. Chapter Aladdin. <laughs> Psalms 165. <laughs> oh, buddy. Hallelujah. Tune in and rapture. Living water from Keter, head to toes. Fully flows in the Shekinah that completely knows the New Testament better than you do. Rabbi Jesus. Coming to town. So you don't end up with a frown Acting like a foolish clown <laughs> I just want to Start out with James 5 tonight Since that was just such a Celebrated time last night Where we've read in New Torah James chapter 5 verses 1 through 4 That there is the death penalty for withholding finances from the new Torah leadership appointed by Jesus Christ. <laughs> it is so contrary. I mean, guys, guys, guys. It's so contrary to the Laodicean Charismatic Church of False Love right now. I felt people wanting to leave RLM even though God had brought them here. When I said that stuff last night, literally reading the Bible to you. It's one thing to read the Bible in darkness, because there's no conviction, there's no transformation, there's no cosmic celestial ability, it's just words that fall to the ground, so no one's convicted or transforms at all. <laughs> just garbage ministries, Worldwide International Inc. It's a whole nother ball game isn't it when it's backed by God the Father and his name and all of his brightness because now the word goes forth and it's like no one has ever taught us with authority in this generation you know why you never had mature apostles in this generation yet Bob Jones said when the Chiefs win the Super Bowl then the apostles come forth they won it in 2020 didn't they they're going to win it again. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> the apostles can't lose, guys. Amen? The apostles... Because you're sent from the presence of God the Father, whether that's a prediction of Super Bowl, I don't know. I'm just telling you right now, the apostles cannot lose. Why? 
because it's God the Father. The chieftains cannot lose. It don't matter if the whole world is against one person sent from God. You read about them every generation in the Bible. You study them in every generation of church history. Anyone who was a reformer faced opposition from the entire world. Right? It's so easy, hindsight 2020, first time around, 2020, when the Chiefs won in 2020, we had perfect vision through church history, looking back through the church age. It's like Zechariah killed at the altar, and then Jesus said, well, you're the ones that killed him. But the Pharisees are the ones that spoke it, as if they were not the murderers. You understand that's how it is? It's like the charismatic church that we love and tell the truth for. Truth is the greatest and highest form of honor towards people. Telling people the celestial divine truth of the eternal gospel in mid-heavens, according to the angel in Revelation, the archangel standing on the sun today, telling you that level of eternal truth is the highest honor you've ever received in your entire life. Now the reaction is usually negative. Why? Because divine honor is completely different than human honor. Human honor is brown nosing. And when you speak against brown nosing, those that don't have divine honor love that too because they've never honored before. You notice that? It's <laughs> like Bill Johnson just like, yeah. Yeah, we've noticed that. Yeah. It's kind of sit there with that wane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can feel like confronting that thing out there right now. Listen. The gospel confronts everything. Good, bad, ugly. The seed of the sower goes right back into the same soil that it was once sown. And if it's good seed, double, double. Double, double. Thomas, Thomas. Name of the son. Double, double. I was also looking up different names of the dimensions Holy Spirit is teaching me in right now. And this name that I was taught was called the double. The double, and it's the twin, the name of the son. Tomas means twin or double, the name of the son. So when you interpret New Testament... Jesus Christ, Rabbi Yeshua, you don't have to get into the, you know, weird stuff, but you got to get into what Jesus is saying today. You got to get into the daily bread. You only stay free from the weirdness is if you're into his nearness. If you're clinging to him, he clings to you. Otherwise, you have Klingons like Star Trek, deep space bunghole and your life ends up like TP in a septic tank TP in the septic tank ministries <laughs> worldwide international Inc. and you know guaranteed they do have a 501c3 amen Star Trek deep St deep space 9 Klingons. So, 
We want the Federation station. We want to boldly go where no man or woman has gone before, which is conquering and healing our solar system as angel-like sons of God, children of the resurrection, fulfilling red-letter ministry, Rabbi Jesus, in Luke chapter 20, which hasn't happened at all anywhere in any nation. Zero. Nothing. These realms are untouched. I mean, this is like the brink of the space age. Elon Musk, eat your heart out. Garbage. Garbage. Absolute nonsense. And it's really grievous to me to see so much of the charismatic church supporting Elon Musk. He's a Freemason warlock. Very, very high ranking. He can go into California, deal with Apple. He can go into Germany, deal with the greatest antichrist of all Masonic lodges of every nation and pull rank on them. And I am watching literally Chris Vallotton of Bethel support him. That's how dire the situation is out here. And I love Chris Vallotton. He's been a blessing in my life. But this is the point of going from church age to kingdom age where even the elite could be deceived, could go astray and start following people doing good that have Luciferian connections to fallen angels in planetary systems and are absolutely anti-Christ arch enemy. Not out of fear and paranoia, out of revelation and great wisdom of Kenan, who had all the wisdom of the sun, it is written, over all the fallen angels, demons, devils, and Cain's race, it is written. So, the contrary thing here is getting into great wisdom of these realms and opposing so much of the deception and the false teaching out there of the church age that is terrestrial, that is simply looking for fruit and goodness that often comes from angels of light. Often. And, and in this time, as you deal with the exploration of the abilities of the overcomers and those planetary systems of the cosmos, blessed are the overcomers of the world, Greek word cosmos, which is all the dwarf planets too today, which one of them is named Gaga, go figure, amen. I mean, just... Jesus Christ was telling me today, you can't go to the next degree of glory what I'm teaching you unless you go forth in these five dwarf planets. Rabbi Jesus had me up in our solar system today teaching me cosmic righteousness in my cosmic university of the Rabbi Jesus Christ who is the maker of heaven and earth, so I think he knows. He knows. And you can test the fruit the next thousand years. It's going to be amazing. Please test the spirit, test the fruit. Amen. Bam. It's going to be amazing. This is the best fruit for last. He saved the best fruit for last. You only get wine from fruit. Best fruit for, for last. Now, the people oftentimes don't have much fruit when they test, so they don't even know what fruit is, if you haven't noticed that. Fruit is what you make wine with. Amen? What kind of wine? The wine that turns you into swine? The wine of sexual morality, the wine that's drunk on the wine of the saints. Wine's always blood, guys. Torah, Moses, they will be drunk on the blood of the grape of Sodom and also the blood of Jeshurun, the grape of Jeshurun. So there is a blood of the demonic, a wine of the demonic, and there's a blood of the Holy Ghost 
who emanates the bloodline of Jesus Christ, since the three are one, in the heavens. The Word, the Holy Ghost, and God the Father are one in heaven. On three, on earth, in three parts, separated. Why? Because the blood and the water have to be separated, otherwise Jesus didn't die and there's no New Testament. There's no testimony. There's no New Testament. Unless the blood and the water are separated, but in agreement, you don't have salvation. Truths anyhow. Amen. It's through the death of the Lamb of God that we are saved right now from witchcraft, the fig tree. Woo-wee! So all the fig leaves burn off. And the tree of life leaves that are the healing of the nations come on. How? Through teaching the truth. What does rabbi mean? Teacher. Simple. Now you've had teachers during the church age. Now you're going to have rabbis in the kingdom age. And these rabbis are your heavenly Sanhedrin. And RLM pioneers the way for rabbis, heavenly Sanhedrin, and apostolic council that's no longer in the terrestrial. Most of them have gone into madness, y'all. If you haven't noticed, many of them have gone mad. And they're like barely holding it together, having a really hard time. That's because God is burning up the terrestrial to bring forth the celestial. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth. It will continue to get way worse for you. Revelation 12, 12. But, but, good news, gospel news. Rejoice exceedingly beyond anything you can think or imagine, you who dwell in the heavens. That's what it says. Okay. Here we are. We want the scroll wheel, the three tap, or the two tap? Three tap. Three tap. Amen. Revelation 12, 12 in the Takarta. And I am not in the Passion Translation. I am in the Amplified Classical, which is like Baroque, but not being broke. Complete opposite. Classical. I saw a great sign wonder, warning of future events of ominous significance. Ominous. Giving the impression that something bad or unpleasant is going to happen, threatening, inauspicious. There were ominous dark clouds gathering overhead. <laughs> okay they appeared in heaven guys okay revelation 12 1 amplified classic a woman clothed with the sun can we just say clothed with the sun some people think that's not biblical or they don't get that yet but uh you know read the bible guys you know what i mean can you imagine being opposed to the sun clothing? Being opposed to sun scripture? Being opposed to Torah creation? You know what I've found since being in cosmic righteousness? Those that hate Darwin, that are creationists, 
are the biggest opponents of Torah, the explanation of creation. Why? Because they're total religionists. They're full of Satan. <laughs> Self-righteousness. You know, obviously the demons believe in creation too. You know that, right? They only speak about Darwin to deceive people to make them slaves. But they all know creation's true. So believing in creation is like demon-level faith. That's why people that are creationists, they're often just in the terrestrial dead letter with no sun scripture, which means no actual Torah, no actual living word. There's no emanation of light from the heavenly realm coming through the verse. It's just down in the valley of the shadow of death right woe to the inhabitants of earth what do you have in earth woes and hoes and then also this the bible for the woes and the hoes now can you imagine being a woe ho interpreting scripture you'd be in the shadows of death with your holy bibles and you'd be naming it, claiming it, framing it, and blaming it because it never happened because you're with the woes and the hoes in the valley of the shadow of death. Now Mary Magdalene, in whom the Lord drove out seven demons, she was with the woes and the hoes. You have to be to have seven demons in you. Right? <laughs> but something else happened to her called Jesus. So where was she? At the resurrection open tomb ministries. She's there, y'all. She's there. She ain't going back to the seven demons to get seven times worse. She had that verse memorized. She had new Torah memorized. She's with them three and a half years. So, unless you're in the resurrection... What good is it to have seven demons cast out of you? Well, if you study Mary Magdalene, no good at all. She's a dead woman unless Jesus comes back. That's why she's at the tomb, right? That's what the Bible says. She's completely and totally doomed to destruction, anathema, if her Lord and Savior is dead. So, the other guys, they're out fishing, aren't they? They go back to some other dead thing they were doing before. They went back to dead works. Truth anyhow. Mary Magdalene couldn't go back to dead works. She was at the tomb. Resurrection or death. That is the level that it takes of desperation to resurrect now in this Laodicean culture. That's why you have so few disciples in America. Few! So few that will go higher. Why? They had an inheritance in America. They had an inheritance with a successful church with $5 million coming in in one month because of how awesome their services are. That's common in every state in the Union. Truth anyhow. You have success in the world, so there's no desperation to go higher. That's why there's almost no persecution. Very little. Might be misunderstanding. That's different than persecution. Persecution is attacking 
because you're going higher and destroying the works of the devil. Peter says that's the definition if the spirit of glory rests on you, which means you're tapping into the heavens, from the heaven of heavens, from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ glorified at his right hand, and now they're attacking the heights that you've risen to because it's bringing a judgment of light upon their works that are evil or religious or full of mixture. We often like to self-justify like, my intentions were so good, Rabbi. I meant so much good when I did this, thus, that, thee, them, me, you, all these things, dirt, 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 dust, 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 down here, doing stuff. And we get offended when the judgment comes from the light of the throne upon us through temples of the Holy Ghost. What is the Holy Ghost? The Bible tells you. He is the Shekinah light, the spirit of Shekinah. He is the emanation of the New Testament and old. Truth anyhow. He is the emanation of every word God, the Father, has spoken out of his mouth. That's right. God speaks, Holy Spirit emanates. Jesus is the word that holds it together. So out of the Father comes Jesus and Holy Spirit emanates Shekinah. That's called, my friends, the kingdom of heaven and there is no other kingdom except that one kingdom that we're speaking to you from right now. Now, on the earth do you have that same level of unity? No, you do not. Why? Because there's a separation between Shekinah and Bible. Huge. Therefore, you have 100,000 different Christian denominations in America right now. Christian. They all have the Bible. Every church has the Bible, right? Yes, they all have Bibles. What good is the Bible unless it's mixed with the place where there is union with the Word, the government of the authority of the Creator, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost, and the accountability of Father God and His archangels? Or are you self-justified in an earthly government like the Sanhedrin that murdered Stephen? Stephen was alone. Where is your government, Stephen? Where's your Sanhedrin, Stephen? Who's your accountability partner, Stephen, you're only 21 years old, Stephen. Right? Isn't this how it is with Satan's Christianity? Tell me now. I'm telling you the truth. Where's your accountability? Well, all of a sudden, the blind men couldn't see it. Stephen saw Jesus standing up. Ho! Saw God. Saw Yahweh. Standing up. Watching his little brother down there talking to the synagogue of Satan, earthly man-appointed authority. Oh, yes. What do you think we're wrestling against, y'all? Human beings, flesh and blood mostly, and a little bit principalities in the heavenly sphere. That's what the Bible says, Ephesians 6. We wrestle mostly with flesh and blood. It's exactly what's written in the Greek. And a little bit 
principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, spiritual wickedness. But if you deal with it in flesh and blood, like the earthly Sanhedrin, you understand this is how the demons have taken over Christianity? Right? You understand that? Devils have taken over the earthly forms of Christianity, including the entire charismatic church. All of it. All of it. And don't sit there and say, no, not all of it. All of it, says the Lord. All of it. And God will cleanse it with the word from heaven, from the fire of the luminaries, and the number one law of the luminaries, where the cleansing will come upon the Christian church is Orjares and Tiferet, which means beauty and radiance, or twin and double. Orjares means mighty warrior, which is the angelic nature of Jesus Christ manifesting his throne through our son of righteousness, Malachi 4, it is written. Amen. And so here we're reading about the woman clothed with the sun, Revelation 12.1. What woman is that? Any soul that interprets the Bible correctly. Correctly. So what are we at war against? False teaching. False earthly human opinions with a hundred thousand denominations of I'm right, you're wrong, versus this right here, which is from Rabbi Jesus, creator of heaven and earth, a woman clothed with the sun. Now, what woman is that? Any soul that interprets the word accurately with the light of the luminaries. Yes, that's what's written. Yes. So the fruit of cosmic teaching is the obedience to the law of the luminaries. That's written in Genesis 1. The government of day and the government of night. Okay? Now that's like literally thousands of years before the do's and don'ts of Leviticus. Thousands. Thousands, thousands, thousands. Okay? So we're not talking about the do's and don'ts of the old covenant. That's totally fulfilled thousands of years ago. We're talking about thousands and thousands of years before that when God said, right? And God said, let there be light. And God said, let the stars appear in the heavens and their angels, hosts, seveat. Amen? That's what's written now. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! God said, let, which is an effortless form of commandment. Let, which means there was no sweat involved in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ building of the heavens. And part of the heavens is the planet you're spinning on right now. You're out here in the heavens and flying around on a planet, <laughs> orbiting around the sun. Truth in you. You're in the heavens right now. You better wake up. You're not just an ant crawling on the earth. You're a heavenly being because you are on a planetary system called earth, or in Hebrew, Malkut, which was the original Hebrew that created the planet that you're walking on right now. 
But then we had sin and fallen angels and demons, devils, and every type of rebellion known to man. And this horrible thing we're dealing with in this generation, the potent sorcery of Babylon the Great, that blocks all of God's original design of let, 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 let there be. Amen? Potent sorcery is what blocks the let of God. I bet if he had said more forcefully, sorcery wouldn't have blocked it. But God allowed the rebellion of one-third of the angels, because he grants free will. God allowed 100%, three-thirds, of mankind to fall. <laughs> one-third of the angels, so two-thirds, obey and orbit continuously. Woohoo! Big angel flash right there. Yay! <laughs> oh, hallelujah. That was a huge angelic flash. That messed me up right when I talked about the holy angels. <laughs> now, three-thirds of human beings fell, didn't they? So you can't say one-third. No, three-thirds. Adam and Eve messed up so bad, you can't even understand that. It's going to be thousands of years, hundreds and hundreds of years understanding how bad they screwed up. But you're going to get redeemed before you even understand all that because you can't understand all that unless you're like God. <laughs> Truth anyhow. You ain't going to understand the fall and what actually happened until the very understanding and wisdom of the seven spirits of God is formed in your seven interior castles of your souls right now. Which means you're going to have to walk by faith, not by sight, which is not understanding for a while, just obeying stuff that you don't understand. And if you need to understand... That means you need to sacrifice your carnal senses and all of your control of your religious nature of the fallen angels in you, the stubbornness, the sickness of pride, the blindness of sorcery has to be offered on the altar of the Lamb of God in order to begin your journey into what you do not know but is the truth anyhow. Nobody can come to God except by faith. Amen? And nothing pleases God except faith. Which means there's no ascension, there's no spiritual growth, unless your spirit gets it first, and your soul gets it second, and your flesh gets it third. Right? That's true in cosmic righteousness, where Rebecca and I are at right now in our current level of Christian growth and that's true with terrestrial sanctification where all of you are at in your current level of spiritual growth in the Lord Jesus Christ amen and it's a wonderful thing the Bible says do not despise the days of your childhood in Christ do not be jealous or envious of those more mature than you in Christ because they're the only ones that can help you mature it's like shooting or stabbing or attacking the hand that feeds you. Isn't that what people do in darkness when they scorn and shame themselves in their childhood of Christ? Guys, I never did that. Never. As an infant, I boasted of being a baby as an infant. For a year, I told the truth in Teen Challenge every Sunday morning giving my crazy testimony of what a child and infant and baby I am in Christianity. I know nothing. Guys, I'm like nine months old. I'm a little baby and I'm in diapers. And I'd say that stuff 
all the time because it's the truth anyhow and i'm not exaggerating i'm not boasting the truth keeps you free at every stage of glory if you get ahead of the glory and get into the flesh and now i know something but you don't glow something you fall to the wayside and you produce thorns and thistles instead of fruits of the holy spirit that keep you glad so you're never mad by being sad at dad Dr. Seuss glory Jesus Jesus just thank him (laughs) thank you Jesus the awe and the reverential fear of the word of God is the beginning of wisdom What's the Word of God? Teaching. Preaching. We sit out here and we're just spoiled. We have no reverence or awe for the Word. We just... Very little. Very, very little. There's very little honor in Christianity towards the Word. That's going to change. The dishonor and the, the familiarity with lack of awe and reverence to the word. I'm not talking about man or woman or any of that weirdness or idolatry. None of that. I'm talking about the word. Talking about the teaching of the living word, the cosmic word, the word that comes down as daily bread. The biggest problem in this group in Red Letter Ministries, Minneapolis, and some of you online, is you're all too familiar. Very little awe and reverence to the word. Very little. When there is an awe and a reverence to the word, there's encounter, vision, every single time. Vision, 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 senses, magnified, magnified, magnified. Y'all are just way too comfortable. Yesterday, leaving this place, it was like a literal cemetery in here. For the last two days, coming into Joel's Bar in North Minneapolis, it smelt like burnt human flesh. Not a good thing, guys. Not a good thing. I love you. Here is how we repent and change ourselves and change this atmosphere because I know you want to learn how. I commend you for that, that you're somewhat teachable. Not completely teachable, but somewhat teachable. If we want to be real disciples, we want to go to the prophetic and apostolic, this is foundational stuff. There needs to be a reverential awe of the word, like hearing it the first time. Otherwise, you're disqualified from growth because you're in awe of something else you're an idolatry you're in awe of how much money you can make by working and doing these things business jobs or in awe of something else in awe of your kids in awe of your wife or your husband or in awe of tv or in awe of netflix and i mean we're we're in awe of a lot of things what you're in awe of that's what you're a worshiper of you understand that if you want to have the written word blossom like a silver flower with all of the silver living water of heaven in the word, you have to live in awe of the word before your eyes. I have meditated on your word day and night, therefore I shall inherit the promised land, Joshua 1, four times it is written. Promised land is the heavens, guys. You're not going to even get the moon, Christian church. Now moving past Minneapolis into the entire worldwide body of Christ. This is the word for you. In order to ascend into the cosmic realms of righteousness as overcomers from the church age of the seventh church of Asia Minor in Revelation chapter 3 into Revelation 4.1, the cosmic 
church of the open door in heaven. Jesus Christ, his word speaking, come up here. Where? Into the heavens. Literally to stand on the moon. That's your first step, into the heavens. Yes, the woman standing on the moon. I saw a great wonder, warning of future events, ominous significance appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet. Let's just say, moon under our feet. That's what's written. The moon under her feet, with a crown-like garland, tiara, of twelve stars on her head, which is the whole Sephirotic tree of divinity, of the Word of God that created the heavens and the earth, and her walking in it. So it's called sovereignty over the heavens and the earth, and whoever rules the heavens rules the earth. So this woman is ruling the heavens and ruling the earth. What's her name? Israel. That's her name. Her name is Rachel. Amen? (laughs) Truth, anyhow, salvation from the Jews, Messiah. (laughs) And that's exactly what it's talking about. This is Rachel. This is the Queen of Israel. This is the Queen of Righteousness, birthing Messiah. And this can also be you today. It's an invitation to go higher. But it speaks directly of the inheritance of Israel, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the patriarchs. And what was the double? This is, Holy Ghost is so awesome right now. These angels are so awesome. These angels have come down to teach today. Hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The tomb that they were buried in, the patriarchs, and Adam and Eve, in Hebrew, you studied out, what's the name of the tomb where they were buried? The word means double. The word means twin. That's the name of the resting place of the patriarchs. And it's the very cave Adam and Eve dug when they fell. Same place. Pre-flood, post-flood. I think it's about 10 kilometers south of Jerusalem. Like in Hebron. Okay. You could probably go there someday. <laughs> That'd be fun, wouldn't it? We're not going over there. In church age, wisdom will probably walk on water like lightning bolts without visas. How many of y'all know you show up on the Temple Mount coming down like Raiden, lightning master from Mortal Kombat? I want to come back looking like Vietnamese Jesus. Vietnamese brother of Jesus, but the Jesus nature. Big trouble in Little China. That's always been the imagery of the manifestation of the sons of God for me. It's a funny movie. I love that movie. Big trouble in Little China. And these men, they're bad guys, but redeem all that. They are lightning men that come down from the heavens with lightning, as lightning bolts. That's an image of you manifesting sonship in the path of lightnings. And... When you begin to walk in lightning, like it says in Enoch, if the lightnings ascend, their form is forever changed. The transfiguration is formed by lightning and the path of lightnings by standing on the moon, by becoming cosmic overcomers that have the bread of righteousness taught to them from those clothed in the sun, which means the full New Testament of the seven seals of the living word of God of what is written, unfolded and revealed to you in all of its light. Shekinah. Shekinah, Shekinah, Shekinah. We know that word. The word means light. It is the revealing of the teachings of Jesus and Paul and Peter and all the 12 apostles of the Lamb clearly 
and all the 12 tribes of Israel, revelation of Jesus Christ, clearly. So, in the revealing of Jesus, we have inside his apocalypse, his revealing, the 12 apostles of the Lamb and the 12 tribes of Israel. Notice it's in his scroll, his destiny, his heart, his book. Okay? 22 chapters, the book of the revelation of Jesus Christ, which is the revealing of the guts of Jesus. Right? Yes. It's the revealing of the guts, of what's in his guts of Jesus Christ, of Rabbi Jesus. Pharisees called him Rabbi. Mary Magdalene, Rabbi. First thing she says when she realizes it's not the gardener, Rabboni, which means teacher in Aramaic. Teacher. We're back on board. Here we are. Oh, yeah. It's real. And she ran. Can you imagine? Running to the apostles. And the one Jesus loved defeated Peter. I like that part. Faster, fitter, better, smarter, and more handsome. It's true. (laughs) Peter. Peter is always in competition against John. What is it to you if he never dies? There was strife in Peter his whole life. (laughs) But we know that strife is one of the dwarf planets now, so that you don't have to have strife towards me. Amen. Getting real now. Or towards your brother. you You know how men are. It's pretty nasty. Always in competition. Who's got the biggest tailpipes on their car? Who's got the loudest motorcycle? The answer is always Jesus. Jesus and strife. That's a good word, Rabbi Rebecca. The Holy Ghost said, Let the nations come and hear the teachings of Rabbi Rebecca Barthrop. Amen. That's cassette. I might have to get a cassette player now. That was pretty cool. I prefer CDs, but anyway. Ha, ha, ha. She's looking at me now. I'm going to bite your cords over here, she says. Okay, I like cassettes too. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty nice. I've never had that cat come up here before. First time on the stage. Rebecca's cat. Yeah. First time ever. In what, a year and a half it's been? About a year? Pretty cool sign of wonder. I'm really into nature signs and wonders. Big hippie. Huge hippie Jesus. Biggest tree huggers in the world. Hugging the tree of life. But we're also burning down the forest of fig trees. So we have a lot of enemies. Amen. So, the nations will come and hear the teachings of Rabbi Rebecca Barthrop. I tell you the truth, man. I see some people that are still weird about Rebecca's teachings. You know you're demonized, right? You know, if you can't follow Rabbi Rebecca, you can't follow the Holy Spirit. If you can't follow Rabbi Brandon, 
you can't follow Jesus. I mean, is there options in apostles and prophets, the head of the body, anywhere in the New Testament? You've made them up because of fig trees. And we're not going to lead you to doom and despise or bondage or slavery. You already have all that. We'll lead you out and we'll lead you up. Truth, anyhow. And so, of course, when the new comes, the old tests it and the old hates it. The old fights and wails and complains and moans and groans and lives in a valley of dry bones. But the new will demonstrate to you so that you can follow through in what Jesus has said through me to you and to you to me in the fellowship of the tree that bears forth the glory. So there is an iron sharpening iron in infancy for everyone in the kingdom of heaven loves infants. Now people come around here and is like, you're mean to baby Christians. They say that. I've been accused of everything thousands and tens of thousands of times. They're all liars. I said in my astonishment, the whole terrestrial realm is all liars. Psalms, King David, it is written. It's true. Which means there's always a lying opposition in the terrestrial against the heavenly, which is celestial. That is protocol, principle, written in scripture so you could understand when you start manifesting your junk, the Bible warned you ahead of time, it's going to come out and it's going to show its ugly head so you don't have to pretend they're like you're okay. We know you're a flipping mess because you live in the valley of dry bones and the valley of death and you don't have to be a pretender anymore. You don't have to be a faker anymore. You cannot despise the shame of your childhood. The shame can come off and you can enjoy the level your spirit's at as a sprout. Your sprouts saplings is the Greek word in the New Testament plantings and saplings plants of the father in the garden of delight which means he enjoys your infancy even though you're a total mess and don't know anything his enjoyment of you is not based on so much your knowledge it's based on your redemption out of darkness into light be set free Jesus is the teacher and you're only taught the things that you can bear the fruit thereof truth which means jesus would speak in the red letters and if you study it the vocab is about a fifth grade level between a five-year-old and a ten-year-old level vocab matthew mark luke and john so it's not super complicated supercalifragilisticexpialidocious ministries it's very simple that a five-year-old can understand the words of yad hey vav hey Elohim, creator of heaven and earth, Messiah, Jesus Christ, the word of God. You are the king of Israel. You are the Messiah. You are God. And they worship Jesus of Nazareth as God. And we worship the man, Jesus of Nazareth, just like the apostles. We worship him in the flesh as God. And we don't worship anyone else. (laughs) You don't worship celestial bodies. You don't worship stars. You don't worship brothers and sisters ever. You worship Jesus. And it's all Jesus. It's all Jesus. Just hit yourself on the head. It's all Jesus. And the stuff that's not falls off your head. Lightly now. Don't hurt yourself. Come on now. Leave a bruise. Oh, how'd you get that black eye? The preacher said to hit yourself. You know, we'll be getting an email from their mom or something. You know how it is out there. <laughs> it's so crazy, guys. 
I get the craziest things happen to me every day for 17 years of full-time ministry. We'll have time for story time when things clean up and clear up and get better and brighter. We need you first in the heavens so you can rejoice. She was pregnant. Okay? And she cried out in her birth pangs in the anguish of her delivery. Doesn't that sound like you guys? <laughs> Friends of the bridegroom gone through it. You've been watching me on the public stage in the anguish of my own delivery. That's easy to judge. As you've seen the critical comments by the hundreds of thousands for 15 years on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and all social media. Right? Just go look at the documentary. There's over a million negative comments on Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. So, that's called the anguish of delivery and the crying of birth pains. I had a public birth. Why? Because I have a public calling as a public apostle and servant of the body of Christ. Yours will be private. Yours will be way easier. Way easier. It's public to the measure you'll serve to the, the public. It's private to the measure you'll be maybe an intercessor or a supporter or a financer or a businessman. Yes, true. Truth anyhow. Amen. So your deliverance can be private or public according to your calling and you're all different. But you're all members of one body. And you're all precious stones in the body of the chief cornerstone who builds his temple with living stones. And you're his temple that he's building. And you can stay in that temple with ever-increasing glory if you're obedient to your role and don't get into sin. Especially the sin of jealousy, envy, and strife. Envy and strife is a forfeit of your destiny. Okay, it's written in Corinthians. Envy and strife, especially against apostles and prophets, is a forfeit of your destiny. It's gone. You cannot be in the body of Christ practicing envy and strife. It's not, you're just in sin. You're in devils. And so you see that constantly amongst the immature. The sign and the mark of immaturity is envy and strife. Okay, that's apostolic teaching of the apostles of the Lamb written in 1 Corinthians. If there's envy and strife amongst you, are you not yet carnal and infants in Christ sucking at the bottle? I would have some of you be teachers by now. It is written. So the teachers are the rabbis, the expounders of the living word in the heavenly realms so that they can rise from the dead and not stay dead in the earthly realms, in the valley of the shadow of death and dry bones. Amen? Amen. So that there would be a word that lifts up the divine part of you, the born-again regenerated part of you of God's sperm genetics, the word of God, sperma, which is the word for word in the Bible. The word of God is sperma of God the Father, which is Shekinah. It's liquid sperm of God. Okay, don't cringe over there. That's lust. Cast that stuff out of you. The sperma of God, Greek word for the word of God, is the genetics of the Father that comes in liquid form, born of spirit and water, John 3, into your spirit so that you can have a different manifestation of a different creature of a different kingdom instead of earth and death, heaven and life. I am the resurrection and life, which means, what's resurrection? I am the heavens and I am the life. Jesus Christ, red letters. Amen? That's what the Bible says. I am the heavens and I am the life. I am the resurrection and I am the life. Jesus Christ, the rabbi of all rabbis. Meaning, 
if you don't have a manifestation in those dimensions something of the world of rocks and of foul detestable birds fallen angels demons evil spirits or temptations and cares of this life is choking out the develop the development of the god spermed word which is the living word with shekinah the liquid glory that has come from the father and the lamb through the heavens into your spiritual stomach into your womb and regenerated your spirit to be out of darkness which is totally blind in your bellies into glorious light which is seeing with the ophanim eyes in your spiritual stomachs eating the word digesting the word and growing in shekinah glory to glory in spirit and in truth it is written and if there isn't a gestation if there isn't an impregnation and a birthing which is an anguish of delivery every single time why because you're transfiguring metamorphosis is the word what does that mean caterpillar to butterfly how many y'all know it totally dies and mutates melts like mush in what sunlight starlight bright morning starlight here's where we die you know want to know how christians die yes we want to know how christians die that's the hot topic right now how do christians die we're doing a series on christian death in our church right now (laughs) they die because they resist the melting of the caterpillar which is the interpretation of new testament accurately at a celestial level they keep it in seed form so that the worm goes around with a bunch of seed and says i know i know i know i read i read i read i study i study i study i do i do 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 and they're caterpillars they're worms which are serpents in the garden bird food they're in serpent form they're snakes and demons ride them snake riders what are demon spirits because the worm is not butterfly once you're butterfly which means the seed goes in and digests and melts the old form the new form has wings it's angelic 100 percent which means the birds now that eat the caterpillars you eat the birds which is what we've been doing in this ministry 17 years on the stage and they hate it don't they they hate it they hate it they hate it they don't like to be totally brought out in the open pterodactyl enemies there's all kinds of evil stuff up there some of them are vicious formed fanged blood-sucking draculas that hate the maturity of the god sperm genetics and so it attacks only those that are maturing through metamorphosis that are willing to melt the worm form which is the human the mark of humanity is what 666 it is written they melt down the gold and drink it 666 golden calf israel moses made him drink it which means it's a meltdown he melted down the old idolatrous nature 666 written on their forehead great wisdom which is of the sun sun wisdom truth and yeah now drinking it away how by the living water by the rivers of shekinah by the rivers of god the father's light which is for only one thing only one thing the word the word that's why anyone not married to the word is not the bride of the lamb anyone despising the teaching of the apostles of the lamb is arch enemy 
They hate the teachings with light in them. They love the teachings that keep them in worm form, in snake form, and they can carry the seed on their heads. So it's like Snake Pit USA right now, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is Snakeville Worldwide Ministries International. Why? Why? Because of the resistance of metamorphosis, because of the anguish of delivery and the birth pains, which is the total humiliation of the human nature, which is necessary for metamorphosis to occur. You're still a people pleaser instead of a God pleaser. You care more about what your spouse and kids and family think than what God the Father in heaven thinks who wants to burn the Adamic and Eve nature off of your spirit and have all things new, not just spirit new. So you get into heaven by the skin of your teeth and are the lowest degree of reward and don't even get a mansion. The homeless of heaven. That needs to be a teaching series because it's the truth anyhow. And that's where 99% of the church of America is right now. The born again people are homeless. We had a vision recently, Rebecca, and she shared it with me. When she shared it with me, I went into the vision of the current condition of the bride of Christ. And she's raggedy, she's beat up, she's barely clothed, she's covered in sores. But I was I was carrying her, wasn't I? No, I was carrying you were carrying her. I had the what? The, the palm mantle. Palm? Palm. Oh, Apostle Paul mantle. Yeah, <laughs> palm sounds good too. And the revelation of singleness. Which is, because everyone gets scared about being single in the rest of their lives, but in the new Torah, yeah. is that they won't touch the bride. Yeah. The, like the Shunammite and David. Total sexual, angel-like virgin purity. Lamb of God purity, or archangel level sexual purity, which is no grid for lust. She was a blind paraplegic whore. She was a blind paraplegic whore, the born again church of the USA in the open vision in the encounter. And oh yeah, that's right. I wouldn't touch her because I had a vow of celibacy. That's right. As a from Apostle Paul, from Apostle Paul himself in in the vision. So. I remember when I was a young apostle in 2006 doing full-time ministry 16 hours a day, I was discipling hundreds of girls and hundreds of boys equally. Zero lust, zero desire for a wife, none of it, just advancing the kingdom. I had taken a vow of celibacy. You know that? It's true. And then God started to do stuff and there was signs and wonders and there was all kinds of stuff happening and we, we took a, a wife and God moved her and divorced her Penny, <laughs> my sister Miriam, and that actually happened in 2018, so it was 10 years, and it was a wonderful time of, of growing during that 10-year period, amen? It was, I learned a lot in the drunken glory. That was like my metamorphosis. That was literally the birth pangs of my anguish, of my delivery, in 10 years of drunken glory with my sister Penny, who was still a, a close friend of mine, and a part of Red Letter Ministries in California. And then in 2018, there was a separation sovereignly through angels. I don't know if you guys understand all the details of what actually happened. You know, we move at the speed of light. And a lot of people, I noticed this last season, couldn't walk with us any further because they can't get over divorce because it's a stronghold thing in their head. Anyone that is not accompanying you 
in your destiny from God the Father supersedes man and woman's opinion. That doesn't mean you go out and do whatever you want. That's sin. It means that you obey God, not man, not woman. The human court system does not have dominion over destiny scrolls. The previous generation, a lot of them were destroyed because of a legalistic mentality of divorce. So they're unequally yoked to people who have destroyed their destiny and they never fulfilled even 25% of it. Now, I'm not talking about any of you. That's, that's church age. You're in kingdom age. So right now, you're in a different age. I can hear people out there misunderstanding everything right now. Oh, so I'm calling my lawyer right now and getting rid of this old hag. Yeah. No, that's how they are. Yeah. Yeah, there, there was an audible voice of Satan. And I don't know if I'm ready to release that right now. But, um... Yeah. There were, there was, um, as a young Elijah, there was a lot of external influences. And this is true with everyone when they're young in the prophetic, that you're not hearing accurately. The Bible says you see in part. You see in part. We see dimly as the reflection in the mirror. So I know people got different ideas about the prophetic and even predestined foreordained and sons of God and apostles and all this stuff. It's making a mess constantly. You're going to make a mess. I made a mess. You're going to make a mess. The, the mess gets cleaned up as the old comes off. I can hear witchcraft out there right now opposing this. We're going to go into this and peel this back. The devil is opposing the explanation of this stuff because he doesn't want you to understand clearly. You have a cookie cutter idea of what your destiny is going to look like. That's not how it is. It's the anguish of childbirth, which means there's pain in the deliverance and the melting of the worm. As the worm melts, it can't distinguish between light and darkness. It can't. It's melting and dying. The worm literally dies. So while you're in worm form, like I was in 2006, 2007, fresh out of Bible college, with an apostolic and prophetic fivefold calling on my life to be a full-time Levite and full-time minister, predestined for name, all those prophecies are true, but the, the mutilation of the old Adamic nature as I was getting burnt up in the early days, there's always mixture. And so I couldn't distinguish at times the open vision, whether it be for the advancement of the kingdom and directly from God the Father, and there was a lot of that, or the still subtle voice of the audible spoken voice of Satan. And there was some of that too. And I didn't always test the spirits. I didn't always test the audible voice that I heard. But it's clear right now in the tree. Yeah. In the Sephirotic tree, I can hear clearly when I test voices. Actually, the angels, when I'm off, they come and rebuke me and correct me like within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different level of mental clarity. Like you can't even understand under the sun, under the moon. While you're in worm form and metamorphosis, birthing and birth pains, which is where our infancy is right now, you are not hearing clearly. Obviously, a great example this week on Twitter, one of the biggest leaders in the charismatic church from Bethel, Chris Vallotton, is endorsing Elon Musk. Elon Musk, the owner of Twitter, is wearing the satanic clothing of Mars, where his Freemason lodge from South Africa gave him an inheritance in Mars. That's what the Freemason... Elon Musk has an inheritance. That's why he's all about populate Mars. 
that's where the altar of his demon god his father a a fallen angel is stationed and you have the biggest leaders of the glory stream encouraging and praising elon musk out of bethel church Redding, california which is the highest level of deception i've seen in my lifetime to be honest with you guys it's the highest degree of deception uh, am i gonna blame uh what's his face chris valaton no it's metamorphosis which means you're gonna make a mess of things as you mutate and melt you're gonna realize just like i did some of the stuff was the devil like the audible voice of god that said penny was my wife was the audible voice of satan and it happened to someone else that left Red Letter Ministries this year that heard the audible voice of Satan that a person in Canada was their husband and it deceived them so severely that they forfeit their destiny. God made the most of it. I tell you what, I suffered a lot. I went through a lot of deliverance. There was the good, the bad, the ugly. We came out the other side. I came out the other side in my destiny scroll. I came out the other side 10 years later. But most, a lot of that suffering and punishment and severity and, and nightmares that I went through was not according to God's destiny. It was not. So the audible voice of Satan is very real. And what's interesting is this week, when the fallen angel wanted to make a contract from uh, the altar, the demonic altar is still on Jupiter with finances for Red Letter Ministries and wanted to, to limit and cap the, the donation amount from the nations pouring into this apostleship. And it was that same voice, and I missed it again. And I said, okay, I guess we're not having a big harvest this month or this season, this year. We're just having a small, meager harvest, and it's like, just settle for something small. And I came into agreement with that voice. Get, listen, guys, you don't understand. It sounds exactly like the Holy Ghost, but it's up here instead of in here. And if the apostles above the sun are still barely saved and still hearing the stuff and deceived how about all y'all i'm telling you now this is how intense the actual deception is and this is really good to bring this all into the light this is so good for you guys because <laughs> a lot of you guys have listened to the audible voice of satan a lot <laughs> and you think it's god it's absolutely not and the angel came to me now this was an archangel who came to me and rebuked me the next day and said do you realize that was the audible voice of satan getting you to come into contract with a limitation and finances upon red letter ministries which was a hundred thousand instead of a million truth in it this was this is in the heavenly council with archangels okay welcome to the heavenly sanhedrin this is what we actually do all day long in these realms and I said, oh my God, that was the same exact voice that told me in 2008 that Penny was my wife. And I listened to it. <laughs> and I obeyed that voice thinking it was God with all my heart. And Penny's not my wife. Rebecca is my wife. And she has her own testimony. You can hear that out of her mouth of the enemy really trying to screw up God's leaders and waste our time and our days. But when you make it through it, guess what? He restores all things. He'll redeem times. He'll restore virginity. He'll cleanse images. All of it. And whew, And we need crystal clear living water that sparkles now to wash our minds from the trauma of the fallen angels 
upon us in Babylon the Great. It is so severe what we have endured in this generation. There's a reason why mental illness right now amongst millennials is the highest ever recorded in the history of humanity. You know that? Fact. I, my uh, brother-in-law works at Hazelden, the second biggest rehab in Minnesota, and he said he's a teacher there. He's written many books and stuff. We had him on the broadcast one time, Joe. And Joe said, statistically, there's never been a generation with more mental illness than this current one right now. These young people are, are completely, and it's all because of demons. And it's all because of religion and the audible voice of Satan and having religious parents, which you guys are guilty of. I'm guilty of. We're all, I mean, it's, don't even, we're not blaming each other here. We're getting forgiven together. We're going to get the whole thing forgiven. We're going to get healed and delivered together. <laughs> Rebecca says, the discernment is coming as we rise by angels together. Amen. Instead of, instead of 10 years now, it'll take one day. What took me 10 years, you can have tonight. Bam. Amen. Truth in you. <laughs> you ain't going around the mountain again. The snakes are not going to destroy you for 10 years. You're not losing a decade to the devil. You're going to go up the mountain. And hear clearly in the living water sparkling through your brain. And begin to see and understand in purity and holiness with every stain off your garment by embracing metamorphosis. This is not something to be resisted. Resisting the Holy Spirit metamorphosis process is what's killed us. Now, I've embraced metamorphosis and I've still almost died like 50 times in full-time ministry. You ain't going to have it that hard. You will not have it that hard. It's like after Vietnam, what do we have? The wars got easier and easier. They're still bad. They're still terrible. We got Panama. We've got Iraq. We got Afghanistan. And there's trauma and there's suicide. And they're all a mess and they're all terrible. But they're nothing compared to like Korea, World War II. It's like, you notice this, guys? There's a decline in the warmongering. Once you've pioneered through the warfare, it's less and less. There's still terrible wars. There's still terrible rumors of wars. The enemy is always doing something terrible. All this Ukraine junk right now with Russia. It's always bad. Satan's always horrible. But God's always good and he's going to clean it up through us as we rise by angels. As we get delivered together, as we get vulnerable, as we speak these things that the enemy has done to us into the light. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to tell you and have my deliverance publicly exposed. That's my job. That's my calling and destiny. The apostle wears his chains in public, it is written. Okay, that's written about 24 times in the New Testament. So you're wearing your bondage publicly. Whether the good, the bad, the ugly, Paul wasn't perfect. He called himself the worst of sinners in the Bible. And that was in like Philippians, <laughs> which was the, like, the last book before Nero chopped his head off. So there's still a mess and a spectacle, but there's all kinds of God too. So all these people out there that want perfect teaching, they want a perfect ministry, they want a perfect pastor, a perfect prophet. I gotta be perfect. Brandon's perfect. You're all just full of crap. It's just total just total garbage. The only thing perfect down here is Jesus Christ. The only thing perfect up there is Jesus Christ. 
get over it. Get over yourself. I get over myself publicly. You get over yourself privately. It's way easier. Truth anyhow. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Listen, guys. If we can be a public spectacle of deliverance, you can be a private spectacle before your family and your loved ones. You can do it. And the angels will help you do it. You can overcome where you are right now. You can be vulnerable. You can break down. And it's all about pleasing God and rising up. It's all about being real with the angels too. The angels are looking for your brokenness like the alabaster box. That is the calling into metamorphosis, into transformation, transfiguration of spirit, soul, and flesh, higher up the Holy Spirit mountain into the heavenlies, to stand upon the moon, birth pains and anguish of her delivery, Revelation 12, 2, all of your callings have that written on it. This is a generation of the promised land of the conquerors and the overcomers of all the planetary systems of our solar system. Which means as you rise, stuff of the lower dimension is going to come out. You are screwed up. You are screwed up. We are screwed up. He is perfect below. He is perfect above. He requires growth from below into above. The, where we miss it, guys, I've been doing this a long time, where we miss it is going up will make you look like the bad guy to the ones you were good in front of. Your spouse will start turning on you. Oh, you said this teach, you know, now it's this, this season. I have no trust in you. I can't follow you now. You know, that's how it is. People are afraid more of what others think then the fear of the Lord and the awe of the New Testament metamorphosizing them from snakes into cherubim. That's really what you go from. From the earthly to the heavenly is going from snake, truth and yeah, into angel, new creature in Christ. I thought it's all new at birth. Yeah, right here, the seed is new at birth. Is that all things? Why? Because God is spirit. So spirit is all things to God. Clearly, the soul is not regenerated at birth. You need teaching. You need the fivefold. You need prophetic teaching, apostolic teaching, all you all, all of it, all of it. And if you don't get it, you stay seed form, and it wanes and it dies, and you just become tw twice dead. Right? That's written in the word. If you want to stay alive, you got to eat and drink for. Your born-again kind, which is God the Father's seed, his sperm, Shekinah, which is exactly what the word says in 1 John. You have to keep eating for that creature. If you eat for the old creature with the New Testament, that's how you become a freaking Pharisee and an antichrist. That's how you clothe yourselves in fig leaves and start attacking people developing the new creature in Christ that are getting vulnerable through metamorphosis, melting down the serpent nature. So your greatest enemies will be the members of your own household, Jesus Christ said in the red letters. Ain't that the truth? Amen, it is the truth. Thank you. Thank you. Jesus said that and taught that. The enemies are your own household, Christians. And you can't... Live without them, but you got to learn how to live with them, over them, and brood over them, and mature in the midst of the most screwed up people down here, which are a people called into metamorphosis, childbirth, child delivery, pain, birth pain, anguish, and deliverance. And a lot of them resist it, 
So they're full of mixture, and it's still your brother and sister in Christ, but they get into bitterness, they get into sorcery, witchcraft, strange fire, they get into fig trees, they get into all the fruits of the flesh, and they think it's the fruits of the Spirit. Why? Because sorcery is the pretending to be like God of the fallen angels who make themselves as gods. The I am's of Satan in Isaiah 14, instead of I am that I am, indwelling your innermost being and flooding your personality. Two different trees. Tree of life, Jesus Christ in you, the hope of realizing the glory, which means getting undone from every other part of you, which is all Satan, which is all deceived, all the DNA is worms, all of it decays and dies and doesn't bear his image. None of it. Anything that decays does not bear God's image. Truth in you. God doesn't decay. His bones, Jesus Christ never saw decay. Not one was broken. Bone was broken. It's Bible. Amen? Which means Jesus did it physically with flesh and blood. Which means this generation will do it physically with flesh and blood through these types of teachings, the teachings of righteousness, the understanding of the New Testament from a much, much higher ancient wisdom that's not cultural, that's not Californian, that's not Minnesotan, that's not New Yorkan, that's not Floridian, that's not Kenyan, that's not European, it's not human, and it's not from earth. It's the heavenly calling of the Word of God upward. To the ancient of days, to the God I am who never changes, but you change as you rise to him. Through angels who command repentance. You know, if I would not have listened to that angel, I would have gone back into the same sin of just listening to the audible voice of Satan in finances. You understand how discreet? I don't think you even have a clue, guys. I think you guys are clueless. I love you. I don't think you understand the intensity of having fallen archangels whisper sounding exactly like God the Father with all the good reasonable stuff from the New Testament into your brain and you're like, oh yes and amen. Oh, I guess, I guess I have. And there's like a sorrow in your heart and something like, oh, something died. That's the devil! That's the devil! And after the archangel of money from Jupiter has said, came to me and said, you went into contract with the enemy. I didn't know. I repented immediately. I said, whoa! That is the most deceiving thing ever. Sounded exactly like God the Father. And it was reasonable. It was absolutely biblical. And it was according to the New Testament. And had all the humility of piousness in it. Oh, that would be the humble, reasonable thing to do. And it was Satan himself, y'all. Now, I tell you what. If the angel hadn't come and knocked me on the head... And he was stern, too. Because in these levels, there's higher accountability with every minor thing that passes through your head. I mean, you can't be off up here. Woo! Or you're dead. You understand that? Death. You're dead. So you need an accuracy. And you got the mountain of the Holy Ghost from your testimony underneath the sun holding up like, oh man, and you look back, oh, 2020, that's why, oh my gosh, burn it all, cleanse it all, through your belly, through your stomach, through your past, through your path upwards, being cleansed, so you can look back down and be like, holy ghost, I was surrounded by demons all the time, yes, that's what the Bible says about you, you are surrounded by demons as you eat 
at the table of the Lord all the time. And we often want to blame human beings. They're inside flesh and blood mostly. Sometimes they're in the air. Most of the time, the Bible teaches they're inside men and women. They're inside children. They're inside parents and family members. The enemies of your household, the enemies will be your own household, mostly Jesus Christ, red letters. And you just can't handle it. You're not ready for the gospel yet. Just stay deceived out there with demons crawling through your five physical senses. By not listening to new Torah, you forfeit your temple to the devil 100% of the time. Every time you resist the word trying to save you and deliver you, and you say no, by saying no, it's a yes to demons 100% of the time. That's why the wicked, the stubborn, the disobedient, false Christians or deceived Christians will go from bad to worse. But the vulnerable, those who love the meltdown of flesh and spirit and soul, they'll go from glory to glory. They'll go from Shekinah to Shekinah at the cost of their own flesh, of their own dignity, of their own respectability, of their own false human perfection. Garbage! Garbage! The manure pile of self-righteousness burns today in all of us. And the righteousness of the Holy Ghost stands up on the inside saying, The Lord is my righteousness. The Lord is your spirit righteousness. You have none of your own in your spirit. The Lord is your soul's righteousness. You have none in your mind, will, and emotions. Except the Lord indwell the seven interior castles of your souls in your mind, will, and emotions. You have no physical righteousness. We all can agree with that in the church age. But we don't understand what righteousness is. It's angelic abilities. What is righteousness? If you read the Bible, it's solar angelic abilities of the celestial realms. Right? Yes, that's what the Bible says. Overcomers have the morning star and they sit with me on my throne ruling over the nations with an iron scepter of righteousness that created the heavens and the earth with a let. 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 That's what the Bible says. That's what the overcomers get. But the problem is we're down here in the dirt with a human interpretation of the New Testament which means blasphemers. The beast or the human brain that is not melted down like a worm to a butterfly, utters blasphemy continuously. That's what the Bible says. You understand that? Jesus Christ, Rabbi, says that the beast is given a mouth to speak, which is the teaching of New Testament, New Torah, in the terrestrial and not the celestial. Blasphemy. Terrestrial teaching. How many of y'all know praising Elon Musk is blasphemy that Bethel Church is blaspheming what does that mean they're condemned to hell that means that they're gonna melt like mush in metamorphosis get a life understand what I'm saying tonight it's the calling of the melting of all the human spirit soul and flesh into the divine celestial manifestation of the sons of God who are standing on the moon who are clothed in the sun 
Have you held up the charismatic church, the glory stream, on a pedestal? Do you think that is the end result of New Testament Christianity? That's the end of the church age, people. And it's the greatest honor to them by telling you the truth. It's not dishonor. It's honor. Celestial honor. Celestial truth. God's standard of overcomers that come up here out of the earth. Out of the seven churches of the earth. Into the one church of the firstborn in heaven. Where there's always unity. And there can never be disunity. Because we're one in the Father and the Word and the Holy Spirit in the celestial angelic realm only according to New Testament, New Torah. Right? That's what the Bible says. Which means if we're down on the earth, divisions, factions, everyone blaming others, you're blaming Bethel, I am blaming a lack of terrestrial and a lack of celestial understanding of New Testament. I am wrestling Satan tonight in your midst. The accuser of the brethren wants to confuse my teaching. I want you to have clarity for maturity. I want you to overcome. I want Chris Valentin to be a thousand times richer with ten new Porsches. Suck on that, Satan, you lying demons. What I want is success for everyone in the celestial sphere. Get with it. I want people to go up and stand on the sun and demonstrate archangel eternal life that you've never seen before in any building made by human hands, that you couldn't even imagine in the glory stream, that you can't imagine at a Joshua Mills meeting. Like no ability to even fathom men and women at these levels of manifestation of heavenly angelic spheres. Truth in you. Why do you think they're naming their performers after the dwarf planets? One of them's name is Gaga. Lady Gaga. Gaga is a dwarf planet that was discovered in 2015 when she changed her name and had a Dracula vampire manifestation and became a vampire in the occult, in the necromancy of the magic arts, which is what the sorcerers of Cain's family that were at war against, Cain's bloodline, teach from the stolen areas of our universe, of our celestial inheritance. The promised land is full of Canaanites, y'all. Right? The promised land, the heavens are full of enemies, but we're conquering them and we're going to stand, like Bob Jones said in one of his last broadcasts with Rick Joyner. This is what he said. He said, the overcomers are going to populate all the planets of our solar system. Bob Jones, on God TV. We'll send you the clip. We'll post it in Red Letter Ministries just so you doubters out there can start becoming believers. This is the fulfillment of the beginning of the prophetic movement is populating our solar system angelically, which is the Sephirotic tree of Torah. Bam! Truth in the the realm of the overcomers, it is the Sephirotic tree. It is absolutely the truth anyhow. And it is absolutely redeemed and conquered and populated 
with this generation that will learn celestial righteousness from real rabbis trained by the real elders of the real heavenly Sanhedrin. People like me and Rebecca who lead the way to populate these planetary systems where you'll begin to have angelic abilities on your temple on earth and your angel in heaven and your soul in heaven and eventually your body walk into heaven too. Truth anyhow. And it'll all become real to you. You will begin to find your promised land is the cosmos. Truth anyhow. There is a remnant who is standing on the moon today. We want all of you to go higher than the moon. The moon is not enough. The moon is the place of the most warfare. Truth anyhow. Now when you stand on the sun and get sun sealed in the sun, the bridegroom's chambers, Psalms 19, it is written, you are so saved, you didn't even know what saved under the sun was before that. You remember what a butterfly does? It bakes in the sun. You know an eagle gets a raven off him for any kind of bird that starts to attack an eagle? An eagle flies directly into the sun, first in the natural, then in the spiritual. Every eagle in nature, it's the only bird that flies into, directly into the sun to get the enemy off of him. Any kind of predator. And they have enemies. So, going into the sun is the only way to get the enemy off of you. Any demon, any sin, sickness, disease, anything, poverty, whatever, any generational curse, any deliverance, go into the sun. We teach sun righteousness, sun teaching, every single day in this ministry. If you listen and obey the teachings and change your life to agree with it inside and outside, you will have everything fall off of you. Truth anyhow. But it's a commitment of mutilating and melting down the old. You can't cling to the old. You can't cling to the worm and the snake and expect any of this stuff to work for you. You're going to go up into the new and grow wings out of your spirit, not just stay a little sperm inside your belly, sperm inside minded ministries. It's going to be like full eight wing cherubim ministries on the outside and your spirit having dominion over your flesh and your flesh is on the inside. Your flesh is on the inside of your spirit when you go up into the sun. Yeah. Yeah, and your flesh will look like, oh, you don't know how to talk, and you're less mature. Why? Because your flesh is now under the dominion of your spirit. So your flesh doesn't know how to act because it's never been under authority in its entire rebellious life. That's why the mature ones, like Paul, they called them a, a stutterer, and they'd have the Judaizers come in, and they were that fine etiquette speech with their doctrine and divinity, and they all went astray by the wolves in sheep's clothing. Because you have no idea what metamorphosis actually is in, in true angelic metamorphosis. So all the infants in Christ are following false leaders in Paul's generation. It is written. <laughs> when you put your entire spirit, soul, and flesh under the authority of the Holy Ghost and His blood and His water, your flesh looks worse and worse. Not better and better. Worse and worse, but you're getting healed. The false means your flesh looks better and better. Is that what the Bible says? That's exactly what the Bible says multiple times. The false brethren have their flesh look better and better on the outside. How many false brethren are in here right now? Burn the false off of you. The flesh looks worse and worse under your spirit. And that's real Christianity. Metamorphosis. Melt it all down. And the spirit comes out and you're having continuous angelic experiences. You're not about having the presentation in the flesh. You're about having the presentation with the angels. 
and the flesh will clean up and your flesh will come under dominion of the spirit and your, your flesh will get discipled more and more as your spirit stays out of body and your flesh is submitted under the Holy Spirit and your spirit fully manifest. Amen. And then it gets easier and easier and you will begin to be noticed as having an external excellence greater than all of the Greek teachers and all the professors in Bible college and all the doctors of divinity on the planet. You begin to manifest the genius of the Father if you keep going. If you keep going, you'll end up looking way smarter than everyone else. You will. But during metamorphosis, you look dumb, you look wrong, you look bad. You look like you're going through your di a divorce. You look like a failed ministry. You look like a failed relationship. No, you're just growing as angels and getting the devil off of you. You're doing better than ever. Exact opposite of all the carnal judgments. They're all liars. Truth in hell. <laughs> Amen. And it'll be the same for all y'all. If you rise in metamorphosis, the butterfly will come forth within, and the worm will be put down like a sick puppy. And you keep that thing crucified daily. The flesh and the blood and the DNA and the soul all submit to the spirit. As long as you keep eating the word that comes down from the Father, your spirit will always grow in Shekinah. Just the, keeping the daily feast it is written, keep the feast. So the name of Christianity in the first century was called keeping the feast. That's what they called it, which means eat your daily bread and bear its good fruit. Grow in Shekinah by the daily word, the living word, the new covenant word, the word of Jesus Christ, your rabbi, your teacher. He's always feeding us every day. He's the great white eagle who feeds us until we're as mature as he is. Brothers and sisters in whom he's not ashamed to call. It is written, which means... All the same ability, kingship, lordship, rulership, commanding angel armies, ruling the whole universe. That's what the Bible says our inheritance is. And we're actually going to do it. Amen? Amen. Bless you guys. We had the video today on the Facebook group of all the speakers we got in Arlem, Kenya. Check that out. It's the nicest stuff. It's the nicest PA system probably in Africa right now. We got the best stuff, so thank you guys for supporting them. I know you'd be blessed for supporting them. Also remember to support Red Letter Ministries America. There's something wrong if you can only give to the poor and you can't give to the rich. Rabbis were rich. Teachers were rich. Jesus is rich. If you're only giving to the poor, it's Judas Iscariot. You're demon-possessed. You're still a devil. You need to give to the rich. You need to give into the riches of glory. Otherwise, there's something way off about your giving. You don't have revelation. You're not a, a real sacrificer. Moses had all the gold of Egypt, and yet every day they brought sacrifices. So some of you just need an absolute renewal of your mind when it comes to sacrifice and obedience with all the wealth of your natural realm. Even if it's little, be faithful in the little. He'll increase it. It's about pleasing God as the angels were watching you. They're called watchers, not the devils. Watcher, good ones. Michael is a watcher, archangel. And so the angels are watching to see if you obey the word of God. And as you begin to obey God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength to please him and not others, you're doing this for God. But the angels are the watchers of God. And they bring report to him every single day about what you're doing. Truth anyhow. And it's not a threat. It's the truth. And they want you to be successful. The issue is most people are not. 
And if you understand these things, veils can come off and it's an opportunity in the grace of the word of God to begin to please God by the watching angels bringing a good report back to your father in heaven saying, okay, we can turn up the finances in this person's life. They're a good steward. This person's obedient in the little. We can crank it up like the widow's jar and they'll never be without. They get a promotion in the marketplace. They get a nicer house, a nicer car. But if you're not doing it to please God and you're self-pleasing, you're arch enemy. The term for those that did not bring financial sacrifices to the tent of meeting in the days of Moses and Aaron, the word they gave these people was arch enemy. You're an arch enemy if you're not bringing financial support to what the kingdom of heaven is doing in your midst, in your day. Truth anyhow, you are not even Christians if you are not supporting with all of your house, your marketplace, your family, your flesh, your bones, your blood, your spirit, what Jesus Christ is doing in your generation, if you are not supporting that financially, the truth is you are not yet Christians. That's true. The Bible teaches that. Acts 4.35, they were not Christians unless they were bringing sacrifices. We need an understanding in this Laodicean poverty-stricken generation of understanding the new covenant sacrificial system. You need to understand money. Jesus talked about money more than heaven, hell, faith, and love combined in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And half of you squirm when we teach on money because you're totally demon-possessed and you're demonized in those areas. Get the demons out by revelation about money. Jesus taught about money because they were cursed by demons in those areas of their souls and their flesh and their spirit. So teaching, rabbinical teaching of Jesus Christ, Rabbi Jesus, teaches so that you can get all the demonic influence out of your spirit, soul, flesh, and money, and business, marketplace, family, house, and your lands, and your cars, and all of it, and your houses, everything, to be clean as he is clean in heaven, so you can be clean on earth. That's why it's important to teach about money, because this is one of the most unclean places in all of your minds, and in all of your hearts, and in all of your houses. God's going to sanctify your money, holy to the Lord. That's what it's called in the Bible, if you read it. And your finances will be sanctified, if they're for God and His kingdom and His will only. If they're ever for self, they're unclean. It's unrighteous mammon. If they're for God's will, his liquid lightning will. The will of God comes down as lightnings. If your money, your house, your business, your marketplace, everything is for God's will and you begin to do God's will in the marketplace, God can turn it up beyond any human ability because you'll have angels. Now all of a sudden you have 25 new marketplace angels and you have 25,000% increase. And that's what angels do. But if you're doing it alone as a self-pleaser, out of selfishness, you're eating your own sacrifices, you're eating your own offerings, you get no angels. That's what the angels are watching to promote or demote according to your offerings for God's will or self-will. In Jesus' name. Amen. So Heavenly Father, I pray that your will would be clear to every mind at the sound of my voice. Help them to see and understand the lightning path of your will and use all their house and all their means and all their marketplace to advance your kingdom, your will in our day, in this timeline, to heal the nations by obedience 
to the heavenly will of God our Father through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit's angels. Amen. Love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Glory. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah.